just begin to bless his holy name. Just lift up your hands and begin to bless his name. There is only one name. There is only one name. Power to save. Power to save. One name with the power to save. There is only one name. There is only one name, power to
Hallelujah. That is the only reason why the fruit will remain. It is because as a result of the ordination of God upon every work or upon every step that you take. Hallelujah. Or else any man can do anything and yet still, in the eyes of men, many will consider that, okay, this is godly, this is good. But in the eyes of God, it will be considered as what? Noise or tinkling symbol or nothing. Hallelujah. Says that I can have the gift of faith. You have the gift of faith that can move mountains. But if I have no love, I am nothing. He said, I can have the gift of prophecy and decode all mysteries. I will have all the abundance of revelation. I'll seek to know all things. And yet, if I do not possess love, or is not done in love, it has no eternal value. It does not remain. It becomes nothing. It perishes. He said, I can speak in the tongues of men and of angels. I mean, amazing tongues out of this world. Communication with angels, communication with men, different, different, different supernatural manifestations. He says that if you have not love, you are just a noise maker. Hallelujah. So you realize that the stamp or the seal of all these glorious works or glorious manifestations in the kingdom, it must be the love of God. Hallelujah. No wonder Jesus said that. The fruits ought to remain. Hallelujah. Amen. So the scenario of the vine and the branches, it gives us it gives us that information. When you look at vine dressing, you realize that the branches are not really separated from, from the vine itself. Hallelujah. Giving us the idea that the very life which goes through the vine is the same life that is present in the branches. Hallelujah. And for one or two reasons, when the branches are not fruitful, he engages what we call purgings and prunings. So that it can bear forth what much fruit. And that is actually the disciplines of the word. He said, ye are clean through the words that I have spoken unto you. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you are clean through the words of Jesus. Amen. So, that must be our focus. Anytime you want to engage in a practice, whether even in academia or uh, your life, your marriage, or anything, any engagement, any endeavor of your life. One of the questions you need to ask yourself is that what is the motive? And aside the fact that what is the motive, you ask yourself, well, will this fruit remain? Hallelujah. So in the demonstrations of the giftings in the book of Corinth, Paul finally concluded that there is always the more or the most excellent way to do things. Hallelujah. You know, we can all be given an assignment and the lecturer will look through the assignment and will say that ah, this one has done it well. Very, very, very. You've all passed. You've all had your, is it 50 or 60? Passed my call. But somebody will get 90. Another person will get 80. He has done well. Another person will get 70. Another person will be borderline. Another person would have to maybe uh, rewrite again so that he can push to the borderline or become better. Shows different degrees of excellence. So in our approach of God's word, hallelujah, we must choose the most excellent way. I show you a more excellent way. Hallelujah. He was actually trying to address this whole concept of uh, the manifestations of the giftings. And if you don't take care, many people will lean onto the giftings and they'll forget about the true source of the gifting in Christ.
the scriptures make it clear that the reason why there are this distributions and administrations or there are these diversities in the kingdom is for the benefit of the body of Christ so Christ first hallelujah it's about the body not for any individual gain not for any individual uh, how do I call it it's for the success of the entire body of Christ I hear so if you find yourself a key player in kingdom matters know that it is unto the Lord hallelujah it is unto the Lord and these are the very reasons why sometimes many might stop very well but some way somehow along the line the nature of man is such that everybody would want to feel some kind of honor you know that everybody would want to be respected everybody would want to be honored or let me say clearly people would want to become actualized or they would want to have some form of esteem that's the reason why no amount of money or success will make somebody happy he still wants greater respect do you get it but in this kingdom it is not even about yourself hallelujah some will spit on you some will insult you some will persecute you you have others agree with you but the motive the motive should be asked unto the Lord I hear with me so many of the things that happen and we begin to now compete for attention is, is not really godly hallelujah Amen. when you weigh things very well you realize it's not really godly like why why am I competent that is what brings in the distractions in the times of Jesus when he sent them they came back with reports master wow we mentioned your name and deliverance was happening we mentioned your name healings was taking place we mentioned your name honor people were honoring us and all that you can imagine the attention but it was Jesus that was actually doing the work at every point in time make him the most prominent and let him have the preeminence in your life are you here with me tell anybody let him have the prominence and the preeminence in your life amen okay so let's open to Ephesians that was just an introduction of what I started last week so I want us to look at Ephesians Ephesians chapter 1 I hope this week we've all been able to uh, complete the book of Ephesians right and then you read a few chapters of uh, Proverbs as well okay so Ephesians 1 I read, is it Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are in Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus? Is it grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ? Is it blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ? This verse 3 is an entire sermon if you want to do a verse by verse teaching. So blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. This alone reveals so much about the believer. It reveals so much about our union with the Lord Jesus. It reveals so much about the positioning divine positioning of the believer amen he said according as he had chosen us in him say i'm chosen in him according as he has chosen us in him 
before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in what love can we all read the verse number four according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love so this is god's mindset about you you were chosen before the foundation of the world you were chosen so you realize that many do not really have an idea of the identity in him they do have not understanding oh they don't know whether they have been chosen they have no idea whether god loves them people just i mean engage in all sorts of things without understanding the ultimate blueprint of their life you know every tv every um electrical gadget has a manual and what does the manual that it tells you the function of the thing and then it tells you the components and basic things that you have to know instructions concerning concerning the manual so the reason for all the meds in the world and sometimes even the mess around us is because people do not understand their origin Many do not understand their source. What did John say concerning that? He said, as many that received him, what did he do? He gave them the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. Then he emphasized that these are children or these are sons with a different origin so he mentioned the origin that you likely you are likely to associate yourself with oh my father is is this or my mother is this i came from uh the plan of my mother and father they decided to space out their children so they plan to give that to me two years after my brother he said no 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 don't go with that ethnic plan. He said, go with what was in God's mind. We are grateful for our parents being channels of blessings or, or channels of our entry into the universe. But your identity in Him is, 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 is of utmost important importance. Hallelujah. He said, those that were not born, they were not born of, of of the will of man they were not born according to the flesh they were not born according to any plan of man but these are people that are born of god say i'm born of god, born of god. so many people do not understand this so when we walk we walk in ignorance and we walk in darkness so it's just like Somebody that doesn't know his identity as, let's say, a, a, a son of, of, of a king or a son of a president. You've seen how the royal, the royal world, the royal family, England, right? Have you seen how they, do you think they could carry themselves anyhow? Happy. There is a training. It's like you are trained to be a royalty like you don't just live up your life and god is saying that your source your actual source this information for you your source is in him so this is the message that we need to herald so that many will come to that place of understanding that place of knowledge that your source is different you see you cannot really change men if there is no empowerment for them to be changed and the only way they can be empowered is for them to know who truly their source is. As you mean, I'm not. I'm the, I'm the son of a president, and I found myself elsewhere, somewhere, somehow. I didn't really know my origin. 
I'll be walking just aimlessly. But as soon as I get to know that I'm the child of a president or the child of a king, I can no longer work. stay in that mess. Even the scenario that Jesus gave in his parable. You remember the parable concerning the prodigal? When he was awakened to that consciousness, he said, okay, uh, at first I knew who I was and all that, okay, let me take my blessings, let me go. Then he decided to travel into a far land to have all the fun that he could have until he exhausted everything. He thought he could never finish. But if you know that as long as you're not connected to the source, whatever you have is what? It will get exhausted and it will actually uh, perish or it will finish. Hallelujah. It is not eternal. So he realized that he was in a mess. He was wondering, what kind of life is this? I wasn't like this before. Even the servants in my father's house, they do not live like this. He said, let me put away all my shame. He was awakened to the consciousness that he had a father. He had a source, the source of all his wealth which he has squandered. He remembered that the father is still present. And as long as the father is present, he had to convince himself that when he goes, the father will receive him. And truly, the father has always been waiting for his son to return. The son made a wrong choice. But the father was waiting with open arms to receive him. The Lord really loves us. Hallelujah. So there's a call. It's a call to us that we need to know and understand our source. Tell anybody, you need to know and understand your source. Tell anybody, you have been called and chosen before the foundations of the world. Hallelujah. So that is just the beginning. That's just the beginning of your awakening journey. And that is just to let you know that as a child of God, you cannot live any ordinary life. You cannot live any ordinary life. So let's say that uh, when you were not awakened to some of these things, for instance, if someone should, should do something to you, you realize that you easily retaliate. Remember when you were kids? You fight and fight and fight. It's just, it's just ignorance. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> I think I've shared this story before. It was about my brother Theophilus. Those days, when we were young, we used to, we used to fight. Like, he would fight me. He can even insult me. I mean, <laughs> until one day I went for a session. And I wasn't coming back. We delayed a little. We went to some places. We didn't want to force and another place. So something happened on the road. Our cars caught fault on the way. And there was a lot of delay. And as at 11, 12 in the night, I had not returned. So when I was coming back, I met a very good friend of, of my brother, but he's matured. He's a choir master in, in one of the Anglican churches. Then he told me that my brother has roamed the whole of the place, crying, <laughs> looking for me. That I went for a sketching and I have not come back. Now the love is awakening him. <laughs> someone that will fight me. Someone that will insult me. Someone that will not give me any respect. Not knowing he loved me. I wasn't coming. So when I got home, 
When I heard the story, I started laughing from <laughs> And when I came, he was there waiting. <laughs> I came and I laughed and laughed. That's all this while. That thing is there. You love me. <laughs> Hallelujah. So there are many things that we sometimes engage in, like little, little quarrels, misunderstandings and all that. You realize that you grow out of them. Like it's not, it's not, it's not necessary. Just that, unfortunately, in our era, certain aged men have still grown up with some of these things. It shows that they have not grown. They have not matured. Either the word of God is missing, or naturally, they've still not evolved as, as mature men. Because it is expected that as you grow, certain things you know that they are childish. When you were a child, you behaved like those things. But now you are grown, you are matured. You should start having fruits characteristics hallelujah that's why jesus said i have ordained you i have called you that you should bear forth fruit and your fruit should remain they, should, they, they are eternal imperishable fruits and how do you relate it to your life the supply of the spirit every believer you were sealed with the promise of the father Hallelujah. When you read the Ephesians 1, you understand all the things I'm saying is there. You were sealed. You have been sealed. You have been stamped. By that pledge. It's like a pledge on you. It's a seal of the Spirit. Which means that there is that mark of authentication. Hallelujah. There is that mark of ownership. You can put it this way that you have been named of Christ. Hallelujah. He owns you. You belong to Him. And once you belong to Him, when you are awakened to your identity, you begin to live as a child of God. No longer born according to the flesh, nor the will of man. Say, I'm born of God. Hallelujah. Let's read the next chapter. It said, Having predestinated us unto the adoption by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, having predestinated us according to is that having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Do you understand this portion of scripture? I already told you that when it comes to our dealings with God, God has a foreknowledge of you. Amen. Amen. So, in God's mind, in God's plan, his foreknowledge it's like, I think I've taught you that, like, it's like a prognosis. You know the outcome already. You know that, okay, this is how it is going to be. So, for instance, you look into the scriptures, Romans 8. Then he speaks about those he foreknew, what did he do? He called. Then those he called, what did he do? He justified. And then those he justified, he glorified. That is, that is God's plan. That is God's mind. And in his heart, he sees them all fulfilled. Hallelujah. So anyone that goes through the experience automatically, the glorification is supposed to be there. Do you understand? So that is the outline of God for your life. Are you here with me? So now he's telling you the first kind of sonship we spoke about is about being born like by his word. I will say that the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And the scripture makes it clear that of his own will he gave to us, he began us by the word of truth. Amen. So you can speak about that direct birthing as a result of the seed or the deposit of God's seed in you. I hear with me. 
And now here, he speaks of another dimension of sonship. He calls it the adoption. Hallelujah. Amen. The adoption. So, let me establish the fact. This adoption is not uh, the kind of adoption we are thinking about. Where, oh, you are from another family, another person is from another family, but he sees that, okay, uh, probably you are in need. So, if you are in need, let me come in and adopt you. Let me put my name on you. Then, you become part of my family. Do you get it? That's our normal definition of adoption. So, but in this case, this kind of adoption is very, very different. Hallelujah. It's very, very, very different. Though it has the a similar pattern because you actually take the person and then you train the person or you raise the person to become like you. So this adoption is more of how children are raised in the royal family. For instance, the, the scenario I gave you, somebody is born into a royal family. The fact that you're born into a royal family doesn't necessarily make you act or walk like royalty. You are trained. You are trained on pensy. You get it? You are trained on, 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 on table manners. Do you get it? You know if you are not trained on some of these things, you, you can never do them. You are trained, you, 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 you attend a particular school. You get all because you are being raised to become a king in the future. That is the whole idea. So you realize that your, the, 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 your socialization is very, very different from the ordinary person that is not in the royal family. How you talk. You talk with authority. You talk with honor. You talk with respect. There's an attire you wear. There's a way you dress. And anyone that sets eyes on you knows that ah, this one is robed in what royalty. Oh, this one is, is, is from the royal family. So, in this type of sonship, he is speaking about shifts in dimensions. Either he's he's thinking about how you can be raised up to that place where you fully manifest the glory of God, meaning that ignorance is being kicked out. Hallelujah. There's no room for ignorance here. You are raised up in the knowledge of your identity. You are raised up to understand your source, to understand your environment. This particular scripture, a lack of understanding of this scripture that I've just read to you has caused so many problems even in our faith. Hallelujah. John says something. He said, now we the sons of God. And as not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall reveal himself or he shall appear or what we call the apocalypse. We know very well that his nature, how he is, we shall definitely be like that. And he does not dispute the fact that now in reality, your state and your condition is just as he is. But he still says that when you shall, when we shall see, or when he is revealed in glory, we shall be just as he is. Hallelujah. So this tells us that as a child of God, there is constant change, what I call metamorphosis or transfigurations. There's always a change of figure. Hallelujah. Why? Because we are constantly having our minds renewed. And that is the way of growth. So you realize that in the life of every believer, there was a point you held on to certain doctrines, philosophies, mindsets, traditions. 
Jesus even said that you have made the word of God of none effect because of your what? Traditions. He even made statements about people not even knowing even the will of God, the wisdom of God, even the power of God. Why? Because they have made the philosophy of their time to affect or influence their perception of who God is. And it has even affected their discernment. So you see God in action and one will say that it is a demon that is that, that is operating. You see another preacher that is sent by God with an opposite card that is said unknown is still what? Question mark. Not being able to discern. Even the normal believer, even the apostle Paul, the other day I was making a statement that Paul, that was a great or a wise master builder. Paul, that was called later, or that came later, upon all the teachings and the unveiling of the mysteries of Christ. You know what he still said? He still asked to know him more upon he having Christ and distributing Christ to all of us do you know what he says he always said that, that he will win him then he always said that that I will come to the place where I will know just as I have been known meaning that he will conform to the predestination the, the, the predestination of God for himself you see there's an, a knowledge of God concerning your life that you have not been awakened to yet. And that is the reason for this message. So that we will all be, will begin our growth journey. Do you understand? The being transformed by the renewal of your mind. There's a knowledge of God concerning you. And that is what will lead you into true liberation. Amen. Because many do not know their identity. You see that you fall, you easily fall prey to the elements of this world. Hallelujah. You easily fall into I mean, all sorts of things that, that is not even consistent with the word of God because of lack of what understanding. But as you grow in the knowledge of God, that this is what the scriptures say concerning my life. This is what the Spirit of God is doing in my life. My heart is yielded to him. So if my heart is yielded, he will mold me. He will shape in my character. He will shape in my voice. The way I speak will no longer be, be harsh. But then whenever I speak, it will be seasoned with what? Grace. When you communicate, you communicate life. Why? Because you are submitted to the will of the Spirit. And he keeps on working on your life transforming you so that you will bear much more fruits so that these fruits will remain are you here with me so the understanding of this phenomenon we call it the heutasia hallelujah is one of the things that has caused a lot of controversy so others will say that oh once we have the compilation of scripture that is perfection i think i've talked on this some time ago others will say oh, okay, once all the compilation of scripture has come then that is perfection that is one school of thoughts that certain sects will link to and because of that okay if really that is true then the things that jesus spoke about then they should the things that paul spoke about then they shall cease because he said that okay if there be prophecy if there be tongues they shall cease and all that if there be any of those things they shall cease but why do you think these things were in operation they were in operation because of the imperfection in the world and at that place of the full glorious manifestation of the king where there is no more tears where there is no more uh, death where only life is present, when there's absence of death and darkness, that is what the glorious perfection state. I don't know what I'm, 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 I'm making myself clear here. So others will say that, okay, Daniel, I don't believe in any of those things. It is your understanding. 
It is your interpretation of scripture. That's why as a child of God, you need to be very, very humble when it comes to the interpretation of scripture. Because where you are right now, that was not where you were at a point in time. You realize that you have evolved. Your understanding has evolved. Some things you were taught in Jesus, now you have upgraded. You've upgraded on it. Are you here with me? That's why you need to be humble so that the Spirit of God can work on you so that you can grow. Because he says that definitely there's a day that we anticipate. What you always in the Christ in you, the hope that which now is and which is to come. That glorious anticipation, that is the true state of what? Perfection. Do you understand? So at that point of perfection, there's 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 what we call the glorification or the manifestation of the glo- of the glory. Amen. What he says that. Operation is in travail, like they are waiting, they are anticipating for that glorious liberty, the manifestations of the sons of God. So these two states of perfection brings a lot of division. But it's just interpretation of scripture. So how will you call the appearance or the appearing of the Lord Jesus? What would you call it? But that is also sound and that is very, very scriptural. Are you here with me? So he would definitely be revealed. And as he is being revealed, there is inner workings within us to conform. So we are conforming to his image and we shall be ultimately transformed into that very image. Do you understand? We are conforming to his image even now. We have conformed because of our identity. So now are we the sons of God. So we are associated with him. And yet sons of God that undergo transfigurations is that we all will want open face. We continue beholding the word of God as in a mirror. So as in a mirror, as we behold, he says that we are beholding the glory of God. So there is something about yourself that you cannot see when you behold in natural mirror. But when you behold it in the mirror of God's word, he says that what the figure you are seeing inside the mirror is actually glory. And yet you are not seeing the glorious manifestation, but it is informing you. So that means that now, you would have to ascend as a child of God. Or you would have to grow or transform, undergo transformation so that you finally conform to the image that is being revealed to you as you are beholding. Constant transfigurations. A change. So, yes, you find yourself in a state of perfection. Because of his grace, because of his love towards us. And yet, there is that glorious anticipated state of perfection that is known as the apocalypsis. When he shall manifest, we shall see him in that glorious state and we shall be just as he is. So the journey is an amazing journey. It's a life full of the glory of God. Ask your neighbor this question. Do you understand what the preacher is saying? Then he said, according to the good pleasure of his way, then to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved. Then look, he begins to reveal so much about you. He said, in whom we have what? Redemption. Through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. According to 
according to the riches of his grace wherein he had abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence and having made known unto us the mystery of his will so this is the mystery of his will i'm ready for you according to the according to his good pleasure which he had purposed in himself which is that in the dispensation of the fullness of time so there's the dispensation of the fullness of time there's there's a moment there's a time that is known as the dispensation of the fullness of time you can see the word fullness in there and that point is the point of the ultimate the point of the ultimate glorious perfection why because all things will be gathered into him let's look at it that he might gather together in one all things in christ both which are in heaven and which are on earth everything even in him hallelujah this is not a very beautiful word concerning the life of the believer he said, whether in heaven or on earth, at the dispensation of the fullness of times, everything will be guarded in him. So you can see the glorious anticipation, that glorious hope. What you have been saying that Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is this is where it is all leading to. It's about being just as it is. When you understand this, everything about you will change. You see that as you walk, you are accompanied by the fruits of the Spirit. You bear for the fruits of love. Then I was telling you, look, when Jesus was talking in uh, John 15, you know what he told them? He said, you, you need to listen to my commandment. Or I have commanded you. This is the commandment. So you think that ah, this is maybe some something so many or so strange. He said that this is the commandment that you love one another. This is the commandment you love one another. And all the those that followed him. When you read the epistles of John, John spoke so much about love. First John, you find a lot of love conversations there. To love. Because that is a true empowerment. If a man does not understand how much he has been loved by God, there is no way you can truly also love. I hear with me. There's no way you can truly love if you do not understand how much you have been loved of God. So a little forgetfulness about the love of God make many people stray and make many people act in certain ways they are not supposed to. But if you should always remember how much you have been loved, it becomes easier to now manifest the fruits of the Spirit. Because the salvation of all the fruit of the Spirit is found in love, which is known as the most excellent way. It is known as that which binds the bond of perfection. Hallelujah. That is the true nature of God Himself. God is love. The highest dimension, the highest operation. We say love is the greatest. Yes, it is. Because when you're able to understand from God's perspective that He loved us, how God loved us, and that He gave Himself for us, and not in your unique state, is that even when you were in darkness, or even when you were yet sinners, Christ loved you and gave Himself for you. So you look at it in my state of darkness. He loved me. He offered himself for me. In the worst of my conditions, when I was not supposed to be acceptable, but he made me acceptable.
the beloved. He gave me redemption. He gave me forgiveness, even in his blood. And what did he do? He sealed me with the earnest of his inheritance, which is the Holy Spirit. When you sit down to meditate on these things, there's a way you begin to relate with people because understanding is true. And now you see that all the fruits of the Spirit that was mentioned in Galatians 5 will begin to manifest because you are not trying to uh, just obey. No, you are not just trying to, okay, find a way to obey. No, 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 no. There is a source. There is an empowerment that is coming from somewhere which is deeply rooted in God's love for you. That is the only reason why a man can love and have sustained love. Hallelujah. And if a man keeps his eyes fixed on Jesus, he realizes that now we will have the burden of what we call true ministry. Ministry that is fulfilling. Ministry that is impactful. Ministry that changes the lives of Today you need to speak to the Lord and tell the Lord that He should show you how to love. He said, greater love has no man. And so I can lay down his life. He was actually giving an example of himself. That I do not even call you what? Servants. I have called you friends. Imagine God calling you a friend. And just understand that statement. Just think deeply about that statement. You are my friend. It should mean so much to you. You are not my servant I'm throwing about. No, 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 no. You are my friend. He said, a servant does not know what the master is even doing. But because you are my friend, you are very much aware of my purpose. You are very much aware of my intention. You are very much aware of everything that I do. I'm letting known to you. And in fact, I'm using you. You have not become the body of Christ. It's friendship and fellowship with the Lord. Friendship with the Master. You know certain friends you can have. They are so amazing. They, 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 they are even, I don't know. How of you, how of you relate more closely with some people you call your good friends even than family. There are some people that you have, for instance, some of you, you are close to your cousins and they don't really know. Meanwhile, there are people that really know you. Yes, that like there are people that really know you. There are some of your friends, they, they know you more than more than your, your, your family. And in fact, a lot of children hide their identity from their parents. Their parents think they know them, but they, they, don't, they don't know them at all. Until you try and befriend your child. Your child will be there, she will never be open to you. Or he will never be open to you. Because that relationship is not really built up on, on, on friendship. You hide everything. A lot of parents, they are living with strangers in their life. At home. Do you know that? They have no idea of the capabilities of their daughters and sons. And they, they, are, they get surprised when they hear why? Because there's no relationship. It's just father-son relationship. In that, okay, I give you. You're my father. Okay, I ask you money. You give me money. You okay, give me a place to lay my head. School fees you pay. That's all. There's no one relationship. We need to grow. Tell anybody you need to grow in the love of God. Tell anybody that you have been called. And chosen by God to bear fruits, and the fruits will remain. 
Let's get started. Students on campus, please kindly move forward for 